This song is to remind you of the winner within. Regardless of what you see, regardless of what you heard, you are a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the first and not the last. You are a conqueror, a conqueror, a conqueror over the enemy. No weapon forth against me. Ah, greater is he that is within me. Every work started in me. Don't be 
My name is Erica Shepard. I do a program called the TED Line, which is Transformational Extensive Deliverance Ministry. And I've been in this ministry for 32 years. So for 32 years, I've been in some form of deliverance or the other. Prior to that, um, I was overseas before a missionary, mostly stationed in um, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Central America. And I got into that because, like a lot of people, when they get radically saved, they just want to do something for God. And my something turned out to be missions, overseas missions. And then God brought me back to the United States said, I want to put you in a new mission field, the cities and inner cities uh, of the United States. And that was okay with me because I had been, uh, I'm a veteran. I happen to be a female Vietnam era veteran. And I'm also a product of the beer and the whiskey business. How about that for a combination? So the beautiful thing is that in 1985, I was radically delivered from a legion of demons. I mean, a legion under a tent and coming out from under the deliverance. I just knew that I had to serve God. I wanted to serve him. I wanted for the first time in my life, I wanted to show God how appreciative I was of what he did for me. And I was radically, radically saved. And I've been radically saved for 32 years now. I actually get pleasure and take pride in in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Well, what you have to know is that when I was there, the Army was totally different than it is right now. We had the, I was a member of the Women's Army Corps, which since then, 1972, I think, when the Army went all volunteer, they merged the Women's um, Army Corps and made it one Army. So women did not typically, unless you were in, and I was attached to a medevac company, you didn't fight in war. It's like you walk around with a bullseye on your back. You you know they're going to be shooting at you wherever you are, wherever you go, because I taught this lesson one time, long time ago, that demons have discernment, and it stands to reason because Lucifer was in heaven with God. Lucifer can recognize the anointing. He knows the anointing better than some of us. He and his crew, they know the anointing. They can see the anointing. They recognize it. And immediately they zoom in on you because they know they know that you are the, one of the only people walking around here that's a threat to him. He, he knows that. He sees it. He senses it. And immediately, immediately strikes out at us, honestly. So he, he shoots his best shot. And one of the chief weapons in his arsenal, and everybody, everybody that is a born-again believer is going to deal with witchcraft at some point or another. No guesswork, no if and no ands, it is going to happen. So that's why I say when you get filled with the Spirit of God, filled with God's Holy Spirit, and you're now entering into, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, into a whole realm with God. And it's really bad that it's better now. Let me change that. It's better now than it used to be. But the whole body needs educated in how the spiritual realm works, how we get engaged in it, because witchcraft is very, very real. It's not fairy tale like by any stretch of the imagination. If witches really rode on rooms and wore big hats 
had warts on their face, we wouldn't have nothing to worry about because we could, we could recognize them. But that's not the way it happened. That's not real. That is fantasy and illusion. Witchcraft is just what it says, a craft. Those who choose to operate in it are very, very clever, very, very skillful, very, very knowledgeable because their instructor has been around here over 2,000 plus years perfecting the craft and his servants tap right into it. And they have become techno savvy, sharing their sharing of information and their educational network is very broad. The other thing is, I think that people don't realize witchcraft, when Nimrod built that Tower of Babel, at the top of the tower were all the Chaldeans and all the Magi and all the magicians, astrologers, all the witchcraft workers of that time were at the top of that tower. So when God confounded their language and they scattered, we have witchcraft in every tribe every nation, and every culture under the heavens. So if you're Italian, you have Maloiki. If you from other areas, and what a lot of people don't understand is like one of the biggest uh, practicers of voodoo is India. You just have every tribe and every nation has its own form of witchcraft. And a lot of times back in history, they equated it and um, passed it on through mythology and superstitions and folklore and home remedies. So today, no matter where you live, and we can thank we can thank those people who did those movies and television programs for increasing the desire, which taps into man's natural inclination for power, dominion, and authority. Witchcraft. Then we have sympathetic witchcraft. You know, sympathetic witchcraft, which so many people practice, don't even know it. Throwing salt over the shoulder. Oh, don't break that mirror. Those are all sympathetic witchcraft. And a witch up in Salem, Massachusetts. I was up in um, Boston, Massachusetts. And I wanted to see, I wanted to know for myself, because that's the kind of person I am. We went to Salem. And I wanted to see Salem because I remember, oh, about 18 years ago, there was a pastor. And his name was um, Larry Great man of God. He came out with this movement called, Can You Not Pray With Me One Hour? Well, he was doing good. He rallied together hundreds of thousands, I believe, intercessors. Then he said God told him, I don't know, but the fruit I saw that was produced makes me wonder. Anyway, he said God told him to go to Salem. And he went uh, up to San Francisco and he went to Salem. And then he came to Anton LaVey, Church of Satan, and brothers and sisters, supposedly he got some witches and some Satanists saying his house burned down, his father died, he lost his ministry, and his life was in shambles. And I often wonder to myself, didn't he do retaliation? Here's a man amassed all these prayer warriors and intercessors. But he took it upon himself to go into their territory to get them saved. And it was devastating. His life was devastated. So I watched I watched these things. And <clears throat> when I went up there to save them, two witches got behind me. And everywhere I went in that town, they followed me. And I saw them follow me. And the person who brought me saw them following me. And I, we went to this park. 
And so I walked over to her because, you know, she's not going to be following me around for too long without me going, I'm going to come right up in your face. And I said, why are you following me? And she said, we saw you when you first came into town, when you went to the first place, and we knew you were a Christian. We were following you to see where you were going, what you were doing, what you're doing here. I said, that's really, really interesting because I come up here to see what y'all do. And now I know you follow Christians and you curse us based upon what you see in our movement and our activities. She said, yeah, we do all of that and then some. And it was like she was challenging me then. And I asked her, I said, are you challenging me or what? She said, well, put it this way. You're in our town. She said, you need to go over there and ask that brother who came up here to open up a church. <laughs> I said, you call him brother? She said, he's my brother now. We converted him. I said, let me tell you something. God delivered me from a legion of demons. And he told me one thing, lady. Luke chapter 10, verse 18, 19, 20. I beheld Satan fall as lightning. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Now, I get a little crazy sometimes. So I said, if you don't want to turn into a frog, you better get away from around. <laughs> he said, if you don't want to be cursed, you need to leave Salem. I whipped out my little anointed oil, poured it on the ground where I was standing, and she just said, you're crazy. I'm getting out of here. So I had to fight witches for five weeks after that, one on one. They would astro travel in my bedroom. I get up, have to bind and rebuke them, and then I would go and study and learn what is astro travel. <laughs> how does it work? How did they do this? I learned how to fight and win over witchcraft through on the job training. I would go and read, and then the way God does with everybody's ministry is different. With mine, He starts sending witches to be delivered, and. I went through some of the most terrible experiences because I really didn't have anybody to tell me how to win. You know, they told me to do conventional spiritual warfare. But conventional spiritual warfare, brothers and sisters, does not work in witchcraft. It'll keep them at bay. But I wanted to know, how do I destroy this? How do I stop them from doing what they're doing? And in the beginning, I'm going to tell you the truth. I said to them, you look, you like this place here? You take it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I ran. When I first went to Miami and came up against those wizards and those shamans and those witches, they made my life so miserable. I told my husband, I'm getting up out of Miami. I'm never coming back here again. I laid in my station wagon. I told my husband, I said, look, I'm going to be like Lot's wife. When you cross the state line, you let me know. Because <laughs> until then, I'm not looking back. But, brothers and sisters, when God has you in the school of the Holy Spirit, you can't run away from stuff. You can't say, oh, this exists, but I'm not going to have anything to do with it. I'm going to stay away from it, and maybe if I don't engage it, it won't uh, bother me. Well, let me tell you how bad it is. I've had people from every profession come to be delivered. And this is one thing I've learned, uh, brothers and sisters about whether it's sorcery, wizardry, black magic, white magic, black arts, devil worship, necromancy, divination, enchantment spells, wicca, voodoo, shamanism, and last but not least, demonology. These people that practice this craft, when they set out to engage in it, they engage in it expecting to win. They engage in it expecting their spells to work. 
They engage in it 100% wholeheartedly. Do they believe in it? And another thing that did not help me in the beginning was the fact that I had been brought up in a household. My dad was an officer in the Army also. My mother was self-employed. She owned a catering business. And they tried to instill in me witchcraft is for uneducated people. Witchcraft will not work on you if you don't believe it. You got to believe in it for it to work. So this is the way I have been raised. Now, having been a missionary, it proved everything that my mother and father told me to be wrong in that area. Because witchcraft is practiced in so many places as a culture, as a part of their culture. And because we have so much acculturalization in the world today, and because we have so much greed, and because, well, I, I, I have to throw this in, the number one reason that witchcraft, I guess the witches would say that their biggest seller, even today, 2018, is love potion, love witchcraft, and witchcraft to bend the will of a person to another person. You hear me? Love potions, love magic, and witchcraft performed to bend the will of a person or the witches or whoever they are. And there are a lot of people, brothers and sisters, that know a lot more about it than me, but not many. And the reason I say not many is because I am an African-American and I'm 68 years old. And I happen to live in a part of the United States where witchcraft is practiced just like eating grits. You hear me? I live in the South. I live in South Carolina, which was the, one of the largest uh, importer states of slaves. We still have communities in, in, on these barrier islands here where the slaves came and where where witchcraft, it, it was a part of life. The sheriff, the sheriff was a witch. The sheriff here was a witch for about as long as he was sheriff, maybe 25, 30 years. He was the number one practicer of voodoo, a African-American-derived form of witchcraft, which mixed Afro-Caribbean witchcraft with uh, African witchcraft, with you name it, and they came up with their own practice. But that meant that literally, and I've, I've ministered to hundreds of indigenous people. From, I'm talking about indigenous people from a whole lot of different countries. And every time witchcraft would be involved in it, I, I ministered to some people, which I was surprised, really, that up around um, Newfoundland, Newfoundland up there, as you go straight up Maine, Newfoundland, you won't believe in ministering to the um, indigenous people from that area. You know what kind of witchcraft I dealt with? French. French. Back to every culture has its own form of witchcraft. So what I found, like, up in that part of the world, they'll throw a curse on you in a New York second. Somebody somebody don't like the way you look, you might be walking out of the grocery store, and your back might be to the person, and they'll throw, they'll, they'll throw a curse on you in a, in a second. And even although spiritual witchcraft, like I say, is spiritual, it operates through the spiritual realm, but it can be felt tangibly in the natural realm. Example, you feel great, and then all of a sudden, one day you're somewhere, and you feel something like hit you in the back. If you don't know what a curse feels like, and if you're one of those people like I used to be, you don't believe in it, and you think that because you don't believe in it, it cannot do anything to you. Listen to me. If you believe in God, 
If you believe in the Holy Spirit, if you believe in the Word of God, you have no choice but to believe in witchcraft, or else you have to say that the Bible is a lie. Because in the book of Galatians, witchcraft is called and described as a work of the flesh, a work of the flesh. And what so many people do not understand and don't seem to want to receive, actually, is that the spiritual craft called witchcraft can actually work on and cause afflictions in and throughout your physical body. Why? These people have tapped into forces. The Bible says to stand in Ephesians 6. It tells us in 1 Corinthians, and it talks about our mind. In Ephesians, it tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself. Ephesians 6, where it talks about the whole armor. That's where it tells you to stand, to stand and have it done off to stand. That's where it talks about the principalities, the thrones, the dominions, and the spiritual wickedness in high. Well, brothers and sisters, when I first used to think about spiritual wickedness in high places, I used to think literally what the Bible says, spiritual wickedness in high places. And now I realize that everything the Bible teaches us can be both natural and spiritual. When People began to really, really embrace this witchcraft stuff. They were, a lot of it started being exposed, I think, during the um, Jesus movement, during the 60s, 70s. A lot of people got involved with um, sex magic, sex witchcraft. All of this stuff I'm throwing at you guys tonight, I'm talking in general. And I'm hoping that biblically, I can raise your awareness enough to the fact that I can come back again and begin to show you biblically even more how it operates. I used to go to the mental hospital. I used to have a day I would go to Skid Row. I used to have another day I would go to the mental hospital because what I found in the mental hospitals and what I found on Skid Row was so many people with the gift of discerning of spirit operating in their lives that witches or wizards or sorcerers had come along, had observed those gifts and those giftings and had began to work through the craft to make them people crazy. So I would go to the mental hospitals then and I would go to Skid Row and I would break the power of those demons off people and they would get free, go home. But I was just an itinerant minister, and I didn't really have the help that I knew that they needed. So what am I telling you? I realized something, brothers and sisters, that a witch can be born a witch. A witch can be born with innate giftings and propensities and born a straight-up witch and not know it and think that the powers that they have are from God. And guess what? They really are. But somewhere in the family line, they became perverted. How simple. If you do or follow the instructions of a witch, you become a witch. It's so simple. If you go to a psychic or, and let me tell you something, I know witches can be saved. I know all these people doing these dark arts can be saved. I don't see it too often, but there's nothing impossible with God. And a lot of people have the philosophy 
that, oh, if a witch does something to me, you know, I'm going to pray for them to be saved. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. When a witch pray for me, I'm going to pray that the very thing they send me go right back to them. Now you say, Erica, where's the love? The love is my love of God. I'm still alive. Because when witches do witchcraft, they intend to do you some serious harm. And worse yet, when a witch does witchcraft on the person, demons are behind it. And demons take it up to do the bidding of the witches. And brothers and sisters, there's no demon that loves a Christian. Never can and never will. So when, when they attack us, they're attacking us from a perspective of we might die. And so what? I don't think that's fair. And they don't play fair in the first place. You see, God says in Exodus 22:18, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. The new King James says, Thou shalt not suffer a sorceress to live. It goes on to say, Put to death any woman who does evil magic. You shall not allow a woman to live who practices sorcery. So you won't think I'm a total barbarian here. I command a powers according to the laws of entropy to go to zero. I send their enchantments and spells back to them, commanding them to be powerless to use the power they have. And so let them take their best shot. Brothers and sisters, you must, must not preserve the ability of a person doing witchcraft to harm you or any other person. Because this witchcraft that they do is spiritual. And for those of you that that want to deny the power, supernatural power, they do this stuff in compact with the devil or demons. Baby witches called ADAP, they know how to summon up demons through the use of divination and necromancy. And if we want to really break it down, that is the core and the root of all witchcraft, necromancy, divination. Throw in a little bondage, and you got not what the church house witches done. Because I told you, witchcraft is spiritual, and witchcraft has a much broader base than most people think. Because... That Jezebelic spirit is nothing but witchcraft, domination, manipulation, and control. That's what all witchcraft is about, domination, manipulation, and control. And that's what Jezebel is about. If you read about her and study her, that's what Ahab was about, domination, witchcraft, control, stealing, killing, destroying. That is their MO. That's how they operate. So they put a fancy name on it, or they put a real demonic name uh, the lady that did Harry Potter went and dug up from the Demon Dictionary and those spells. But I'm talking to you about real witchcraft, practiced by real people doing real acts of destruction that are conjured up in the spiritual realm, manifested in the natural realm, and projected to do harm to another person. I'm not even talking about yet the mind control witchcraft or the projected witchcraft where trajectory witchcraft where they focus on one person 10 people in a group or a coven or whatever you want to call it focusing on one person according to bring them under domination of their will or the will of the person who got them doing it or the will of the person who's the head of the group or whatever or the will of the person with the money that's paying for it to be done. I'm talking about a act that engages in all kind of um, perversity, brothers and sisters. It is not right. It is not.
not right for one woman or one man to identify a person and say, oh, I'm going to have that person. And then go to a witch and the witch uh, fix them up a little conjure bag, a little mojo, and, and everybody thinks it's okay because they saw the, uh, the blues TV program where the guy went to the crossroads and got a bag of the blues player. Well, brothers and sisters, that stuff is real. Those movies are based on half-truths and lies. But nevertheless, who is the father of all lies? Satan. He uses lies to his advantage every second that he can. Brothers and sisters, listen. I'm going to tell you maybe a couple of practical horror stories. There was a man, he was a teacher at a college, and I think he was the dean. And all of a sudden, he started feeling really, really bad. He got sick. He went to the hospital, and nobody could, they, they ran all kinds of tests on him. They couldn't come up with what was wrong with him. But yet and still, he looked like he was dying. And so somebody told his brother about my ministry. He came kicking and screaming. He didn't want to come because he was an educated man, and he just didn't believe in this junk, he said. So he sat down. He was polite. I looked at him. I said, you know what, sir? I can't help you in no one prayer meeting. You're going to have to stay here for a couple of days. And he said, his brother told him to stay. He would come by every day. And I told his brother, no, you won't come by every day. He said, why? I said, because the first thing I've got to do is I've got to get him loose from all that generational witchcraft that was practiced by your mom. And he said, how do you know that? I said, the Holy Spirit, let me know. I said, so first, I've got to break that off of him, which caused him to have a propensity toward the dark side. And then when I get through with him, I'd like to break it off you. Well, I prayed with that man for two days. And uh, the second day, somebody called him from his school, which he had taken time off to come to get this prayer, and told him that they wanted to offer him, I think it was a fellow in the university, and that his assistant, who was working on a master's, had quit. And this man finished getting his deliverance, and he felt like a new man. Guess what? His assistant was working Santeria on him for his position and had dressed his chairs, had dressed their classroom, had put witchcraft, and I told him where to go look. See, the Holy Ghost knows all things. And the scriptures say we'll bring all things to your remembrance. But when we got engaged in that warfare against that witchcraft, let me tell you, when you come up against the person or persons that is doing witchcraft against you, they know. And one or two things will happen. They will either get saved or they will run away as far as they can. Before they run, though, they'll take a, make a last-ditch effort to really harm the person that they have under the control and the bondage of the witchcraft. Well, this guy went back. He found a little dog under his desk. The guy got out of there so fast, he didn't even have time to replace and remove the doll. I could tell you some stories that would tear your heart out about witchcraft. I have seen witchcraft do some ungodly, terrible things. I know a young lady right now in jail in the insane part because she stabbed her 12-year-old in the heart under the influence of witchcraft from the Internet, from the Internet, and because of lust. Because of pure lust, she was not able to get the help she needed. Her mom was lust because the mom is the person who, who brought her to me. And when we started praying, 
she had to get out because she she had to go have sex with her who was um, was serving life in the penitentiary, and they only get these conjugal visits certain times. But this girl started out. You know how hers started out, brothers and sisters? Money. She went to a witch for a spell to get money. And in turn, she did not know the level of witches she was dealing with. They took her mind, caused her to have two car wrecks, two car wrecks in which both times she almost lost her life. Witchcraft is not somebody riding on a broom. And out of all the witches I've seen and dealt with, I have rarely seen an ugly one, I'm telling you. They are beautiful men and beautiful-looking women because their leader was described as beautiful with the harps and his uh, pipes in his body. So, brothers and sisters, when you come up against a witch, their purpose is to take over your mind, domination, manipulation, with the end result being control. You see, once these witches identify you, they work to make you submissive. It's all carnal. The work they do is based on carnal knowledge, and it's just simple. Let me show. Let me let me show you a good example. It's as simple as them causing you to come into agreement with them on anything. Let me show you. They operate by touch. So the spirits in them are at work with one attempt, and that is to reduce your will. Once they do that, they have the ability through transferal and through transferring of spirits to cause you to be infested with unclean spirits that can bring in viruses, germs, and bacteria to your physical body. It'll make you so sick. And it will cause problematic symptoms. It will actually counterfeit some real sickness with the end result being you die. If the witches can, they'll just outright kill you. But they have the ability to put so much spiritual pressure and so much weight upon you. You ever you ever find yourself, look, everything is not witchcraft. I'm going to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you this, too. It can be. It can be witchcraft. You can be targeted because when they target you, they can put so much weight and spiritual pressure upon you that you can feel it. You can feel it in your shoulders, your neck, your bones, and your joints. They can put so much and bring you in the middle of so much chaos because they have a purpose. What is that purpose, Erica? Well, I'm glad you asked me. The purpose is confusion. Witchcraft works best in the midst of confusion because they know if they bring in enough confusion and manipulation, it'll cause the person to make decisions that they know are bad, but they will have no will to resist making them. They can cause so much spiritual trouble, brothers and sisters, and what is their purpose? To make you tired, to wear you out, because they know if they make you tired enough, what's going to happen? You're going to become weak in your will, and they then can cause themselves to bend your will in their direction. Understand something else? What you talking about? I'm talking about people that have evil human spirits. Evil human spirits. Remember the devil counterfeits everything of God. He counterfeits it. So if God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, regenerates our spirits and we become born again, 
it's almost like their objective is for your spirit to become just like their spirit, dark and dead. Dark and dead. If you think back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people didn't wear as much black. Black wasn't a popular color. People didn't all have black and dark brown furniture. I'm telling you about the level of influence that witches have taken upon themselves in this time that we're living in right now. And now Satan wants you and me to be overtaken by these spirits. And that's the real plan of the enemy in the first place. He's only using the witches and their witchcraft spirits to bring about or attempt to bring about our downfall. It's a whole other realm. I mean, whole other, I could go hours on what he's done to the churches. And you know the tactic he used in the church? I watched that happen too. Oh, just go hug one or two brothers and sisters. Go hug three people. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not hugging nobody. You just came out of fornication. You just got out the bed with somebody with a whoremongering spirit on them, and you telling me to go hug three people? And you don't even know which witch has been sent into your church or your place of worship to do nothing but what? Unloose devils and demons. So they should be saying, hey, everybody, Let's do mass deliverance. Praise God. Let's bind these spirits up. Let's cast them out of this church. If they would do that, brothers and sisters, we might be looking at the greatest revival coming forth we've ever seen. Because revival always starts at personal revival. It always starts in the hearts of individuals. But if you got hearts, and you do, sitting in the church, whose granddaddy and grandma induce them into a witchcraft ritual because of their culture and it ain't never been dealt with brothers and sisters they're sitting in the church right beside you right beside me right beside your kids right beside everybody if you got and this happened to me one time in a church i'm there to do revival and this lady comes up she a grandma like me and uh i get to pray with the lady and the holy spirit say ouija board and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, no, nah, this lady, I, I got to back up on this. But anyway, I called it out. This lady went into convulsions. And so finally, I said, what happened? She was crying after she got delivered. She said, me and my friends wanted to have fun, and we bought a Ouija board. And something came out of the Ouija board, and it scared us so bad. We picked the Ouija board up, threw it in the trash. Never played with the Ouija board again. But different things start happening to this lady's children. So then I got a chance to minister to the whole family. And guess what? The spirit that came out the Ouija board went in the lady, went into each one of their children while they were in their mother's womb. Witchcraft from the Ouija board. And that was the spirit they summoned up. So you say, well, Erica, wait a minute. Is this real? Uh-huh, yeah. I could I could call the lady up because it, it shot their pastor. It shot their children. So we had to have a five-generational deliverance, five generations in that family. We had to deal with that spirit. And, hey, one of the girls turned into a bona fide witch. I mean, bona fide, went to the witch school, had her own book of shadows, because every good witch have her own book of shadows, you know, witchcraft stuff that works just for them. It's like their portfolio of witchcraft works. Witchcraft is terrible. So we had a five-generational five-generation deliverance. And that whole, now the daddy is preaching, I forgot to tell you. The mama and all the kids doing great works for God. 
You see, the blood of Jesus is awesome. The blood of Jesus is powerful. Witchcraft is so deceptive, subtle, and clever. The people who do it, that witchcraft will be working on you and against you while you doing everything that you know of to serve God. And the reason that you got targeted by witchcraft in the first place is because you love God, you serve in God. And remember I told you about that target, the target that gets put on you? So God began to bring all these different witches. Some of them, I never knew what they looked like because I prayed with them by telephone. And thank God for that because I would not have wanted to bring that stuff in my house. I wouldn't. But I've seen witchcraft be instrumental in the breakups of marriages and family relationships and friendships and business relationships. As I tell you, I've seen the ugliness of death induced by witchcraft. I've seen the devastating results of internet witchcraft, sex witchcraft, elemental, you know, elemental, earth, air, wind, fire, and water. They use the elements and the forces of the elements, brothers and sisters. Witchcraft has the ability to bring a person under something I think is worse than just dying, mental death, where a person is brought under levels of witchcraft where they actually have no control of their own faculties. You see, witches have something called owning the enemy or owning the person that they target. They will prevail upon that person in order to get that person to surrender their will to the witch or the wizard or whoever it is. It's called owning that person. And the peculiar thing, these guys had this thing called pickup artists where they were training men to pick up women. I don't know if any of you all have been a victim of that, but I got one person free from that, and they spilled the beans on everything. Well, they didn't—they really didn't have a choice because when I do deliverance, I'm going to find out so I know what's coming against me so I know how to fight it. But you can look them up on the Internet. They're called pickup artists. And guess what? You have to pay them $1,000 starting out $1,000 to learn their witchcraft techniques. You ever heard a woman say, I met this guy the first night and I slept with him and I don't even know why I did it. Uh-huh. Could be witchcraft. Could have been witchcraft. And guess what? They still teaching it. They ran them out of some country. They literally will not allow them to come into some countries because the, the heads of the countries recognize the tactics were witchcraft. Because see, brothers and sisters, they use what's in the Bible. They use familiar spirits. And a lot of people that are born witches, they are born with the utilization of these familiar spirits. And so powers, and that's another teaching there, are inherited. So they come on this scene. Uh, uh, the, the New Age people call them uh, the indigo children, the psychic children born with demons at their disposal, born with demons working for them. Another way you can look at it is this too. Go to the internet and look up children. It's children that are born with other personalities in them. As these children begin to grow, these personalities manifest and tell them where they used to live and tell them things that, that they have no, no other way of knowing but through familiar spirits. And that's why I think, I think that this whole spiritual realm needs to be examined. It needs to be brought out. And people need to be taught what the enemy knows about them that they don't know by inheritance of their baptism 
in the Holy Spirit, which is God's own spirit. God is a spirit. Witches and wizards and sorcerers and witches have studied that realm and perverted it. Taking what was holy, made it unholy. Taking what is clean, made it dirty. Taking what is good and made it bad. And they work in it and through it and by it. And so in doing so, they use the power of the devil and demons to bring about their desired results upon a person through what supernatural demonic means. The Bible calls it divination. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Witches take what is good, what is holy, make it unholy and bad. And what do they call it? Spells and bewitchment. It is not complicated. It's not complicated. But then the devil and the witches try to make it seem so complicated. People are afraid to even try to study what the word supernatural means. Super and natural. The devil is the greatest con artist, along with his witches and his wizards and his sorcerers that ever lived. But you've got the power. You've got the power to overthrow all the power of the enemy. If you stop being scared, if you stop trembling, at the word witches and go on and take care of them witches the way the Bible say we should. Get them out of the way. Deal with their witchcraft. You can't be sitting back anymore waiting for them to do something to you. It's probably happening right now. They've probably done it already. you probably living in the fruit of it, but it's not too late. Get up. Get up. Straighten up your back and get out there and give the enemy and the witches some of their own treatment by the power of the Holy Ghost. And they'll leave you alone. You see, you can pray till Jesus comes. Witches don't. It ain't going to motivate them. You know what they, what they respect? When you command them, when you command their power to wither up and dry up, they're not respecting you because you're saying it. They're respecting you because of all of the forces of God and heaven operated behind what you say to bring it to pass. And they know that. They know that. And today they're very intelligent. They're very intelligent and they're very educated, but their key is still seduction. Their power rests in getting you to work with them and come into agreement or submit or subject something under them, whether it is known or unknown, because witches are spiritual predators. Did you know that? They're spiritual predators. Just Just like we have natural predators, they are spiritual predators, and they're well-versed, intelligent, very well-trained in their craft. And you know what? When witches hear a person say, you can't hurt me with witchcraft, I'm strong in my faith and my religious belief. I don't believe in that stuff. Guess what? You're an automatic candidate for them. You know why? There's no resistance. There's no resistance. There's no prayer coming out against them because behind all witchcraft, witches, wizards, sorcery, divination, bewitchment are demons and demonic influence at work. So for you to say you don't believe, it doesn't matter that you don't believe. It matters that the witches believe. It matters to them that you don't believe because that means there's no prayers coming from you against them. There's no resistance, no opposition, and they'll just hone in on you. And then look, oh, let me make a point here. You say, well, I'm saved. I don't have anything in agreement with them. How do you know what your 400 generation grandma believed in? How do you know? What great, 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 great granddaddy believed in. Well, 
If it was anything on the dark side, you must understand. And if it ain't never been dealt with, you know the word in the Bible? Kindred. Look it up. It talks about Abraham's kin. It talks about the kin of Moses. It even talks about 40 generations of Jesus' kin. That stuff is in the Bible for a reason. It's in the Bible for a reason. When them demons be looking at you and them witches be looking at you, they ain't looking at you to see what's in you. They looking at you to see what is in your soul. What has passed to you through your family line? So you might think, well, Erica, you making this up. Well, next time you go to the doctor, the first thing he going to ask you is about your family history. They ain't crazy either. Was cancer in your family? Did anybody have heart disease? Well, all sickness, all disease came as a result of the fall. And until somebody gets saved to stop them familiar spirits from tracking in your family line, they can still be there, brothers and sisters. And if that being the case, Somewhere back in your family line, they made poultices and packs and all kind of medicine, which was based on witchcraft. It's in your best interest, just like it was in my best interest, to know a little bit more about my soul and the soulless realm, to know a little bit more about my body and what could affect it. How can these spirits, I ask God these questions. How did this happen, or how does that happen, or what causes this to happen? And you know what? God will answer your questions. You're going to have to search it out and seek it out, but don't think it's strange that you got all these sicknesses, afflictions, diseases. I'm going to end it up with this. Spiritual warfare addresses spirits. Spirits don't die. Witches know how they operate and how to operate them. Tedline.com www.tedline.com. If you go on my website, look for this link. God will set you free from witchcraft. Okay? Look for that link. Click on that link. I have a lot of information. And next week, I'm going to tell you how love potions work. I'm going to tell you how witchcraft destroys a marriage. www.tedline.com.
He's worthy to be served. 